When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, sports fans, and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate. Trending topics. Big interviews and guests. And regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios. And Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Hello there and welcome to episode number 62 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James Harrison. Uh, My name is James Hounsell. And together we are TTM Sports. Now tonight um, in the middle of our massive push to 150 podcasts this year, we have got James Rain, a massive, massive Newcastle fan, YouTuber, Facebook uh, absolute extraordinaire. Massive Newcastle fan. Uh, James, welcome to TTM Sports. Yeah, thank you to both Jameses. Um, number James on to get nice. But yeah, it's a pleasure being here. I've seen a lot of your yeah, uh, stuff on the Twitter. Uh, really impressed. So uh, really enjoyed to be here. That's no, great. Absolutely. Good, good to have you. And unlike the last time we had a fan uh, come onto the show, you're not here actually to call us out and, and challenge us. We had a, we had a Leeds <laughs> United fan come onto the show. It was very... Uh, disgruntled with some of the things that we'd said about about Leeds and wanted to come on and he came on and he challenged us and to be fair uh, James you'll probably agree we we, we came away educated um, and and <laughs> you know the proof is in the pudding because two weeks later here we are and Leeds are they're they're fine they're fine I'll, I'll go on record and say they're fine yeah stranger things have happened um, but as a Newcastle fan James obviously Newcastle I mean <sighs> Where'd you start? I mean, six months ago, um, it was on, it was off, it was on, it was off. When you found out it was on, I bet you thought, I bet, you know, what 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 does it feel like? It does it feel like waking up on Christmas morning to a wonderful gift wrapped present in the living room, and you start to open it and you go, oh, that says Sony, oh, it's a PS Five, incredible. <laughs> um, is it, does it feel like that? It was amazing. I mean, it wasn't until about two days before the takeover, uh, the rumours started again on Twitter, a um, couple of things on Sky Sports News, and we thought, has this actually got legs this time? We've heard it before, but where this all came from? Cause it went very quiet before the deal was completely off. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the, the rumours got bigger and bigger. And then pretty much the day before the takeover, it was pretty much announced that it was going to go ahead. So as you say, it was pretty much like Christmas Eve that night, trying to get some sleep and 
every time you're waking up, you're checking your phone, has it gone through? Yes, has it gone? And then obviously waking up the next morning to hear that this takeover will actually go ahead the day. And I remember, because obviously working from home at the moment, Sky Sports on and trying to take a call, talk to a customer. And then it came down to Sky Sports News, the final takeover has come, been complete. And it was an unbelievable uh, moment. Yeah, I'm, it Absolutely must have been amazing. Um, I've yeah. been up to Newcastle before. I've been up to, um, obviously, been to St. James. I haven't been to a game, but I've been to St. James. I've been in Shearer's on number yeah. nines, as it's known now. Um, you know, so I can only imagine the scene. Now, we went up there as well, James, actually, didn't we? Around by the Bobby, Bobby Robson statue. Oh, um, yeah. um, all around there, you know, wonderful stadium. It's made for it. But what, the, loca- the location of it is what it is for me, James. Um, you know, where St. James's Park is in, in the city centre. It's, it's an unbelievable location. Um, it's like a melting pot of, you know, football purists up there. You know that the, the it, it's ready to go. I think it, it, it's such a it's such a bad thing for the fact that you know you've just got this massive investment. But I think if if there is a club in the in the Premier League that's ready made to explode, it's Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, many fans and personally said that they're happy that it has been Newcastle that has getting the takeover because I think a lot of fans have seen us over the last fifteen years under Mike Ashley. No investment going in. I mean, uh, the first thing that happened when the takeover went ahead a few days after, everyone was saying they want to sign this player, they want to sign that player. As a Newcastle fan, I was over the moon that our windows were actually getting cleaned. Mm. <laughs> and it's funny yeah. to say that, but like then you couldn't yeah. even like through certain bits of the stadium. We were putting our jackets under the chair for a match that were just absolutely like dirt, like minging afterwards, dirty. And it was like just really? the little things that I did in the first week where that touched the fans more. Then going out and spending fifty million on a player, it was it was amazing. Mm. So with the club, um, basically then liaising with fans, and I gather obviously I don't know the managing director, for instance, at Newcastle, he would have known that there was dirt under the seats, etc., and it wasn't being cleaned properly and stuff like that. Was that just straight up Mike Ashley just saying, "Yeah, I'm not putting mine in my pocket, and it ain't getting cleaned," basically. Yeah, like you see, I think it just got to a certain point where he just refused to put any more. Like money into the club, as you say, the outside of the stadium, the, the windows you couldn't see in. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, but there was a Twitter page started for the, it was called the Gallagher Pigeon, uh, a dead pigeon that had been stuck in there for five years. Um, got quite a few what? followers off that one. And just little, <laughs> and well, that was you. That was you. That. Uh, no, not myself, but within uh-huh. a day or two, like it, Someone just took a picture of it and it literally had been there for years and it was just showing how much that, that wasn't care. I mean, you go to the training ground, no investment over the last 15 years. And you may have seen the pictures a couple of years ago, pre-season, when it was quite warm. The Newcastle players were actually getting a paddling pool. Just yeah, for the, the ice bath. Yeah, and, and bins at the side of the pitch. There's just no investment at all. It's such a shame because obviously, yeah, we, we, we travelled up there. We visited every single Premier League stadium in a world record time uh, last season. Yeah. We hold that record. Catch that on YouTube, TTM Sports, for those yeah, listeners. Out, yeah. Um, yeah, it was very, very good. We, we actually, we cracked it. We, we got it done. But the one thing I did notice about Newcastle was obviously you've got the two massive stands that we all know about. And they fill it as well. No, no two ways about it. But I believe that you could actually probably extend that one behind the goal as well because you, you come out sort of, it's like an underground car park, I don't know, subway sort of station. You walk yeah. up the steps and, and, and round. They could actually extend that out there. And I, and I hear a lot of um, rumours that actually Newcastle may be interested in doing, similar to what Liverpool have done. I'm a Liverpool fan. 
to to extend the other stand, the the big one along the side. It's it's close to a lot of houses, isn't it? Which makes it difficult to expand. But um, do you know as if there's been any news on that? Are the club going to do what Liverpool didn't just just buy four rows of the houses and then just demolish them and build up, or because it just doesn't look in proportion? Or I have heard rumours that you could potentially move to a couple of miles away. Yeah, I mean, there's been obviously a lot of rumours with the uh, the fans asking about the expansion of the stadium, and I was wasn't on a tour not long ago uh, with my son, and we mm. everyone was asking the same question again, and. The the goal behind there, so the, the stand behind the net, the a lot of the, the tour guide said because the metro is so close to that, if they start kind of drilling into the ground, that could affect the underground metros. So we'd have to yeah, kind of put a lot of planning into that. Yeah. And then the other side, it's a grade one listed building. Um right. so that kind of get yeah, but rumors have it though, the Saudis have came over and they've They've had some kind of deals. Uh, there might be something in the pipeline there. Also, that little bit, as you say, where the Metro is and just where yeah. coming up with the stadium, uh, Mike actually owned that as well. Uh, he actually bought that bit of land. So hopefully, right. again, that might get taken over. And like you say, it would look amazing totally right way around. Uh, a lot of fans ask the question all the time, will it get extended? If not, it's, again, there's lots of talk about possibly moving down closer to uh, the water side near the Metro Arena. Uh, lots of space yeah. down there but I think at the moment I would say for fans against it, it's quite a lot because they don't want to move from St James's Park yeah that's yeah, the hope you've got, to stay, you've got to stay St James's simple as that yeah absolutely yeah, um, just, just... go on James, go on, James. I, was, I was right. going to tell I was going to say is, um, the story obviously about the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium so one of the barriers that they faced in order to be able to build the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, there was a small um, steel metalworks um, factory, very small, like little unit uh, along White Hart Lane. And it'd been there for hundreds of years or like a hundred years or whatever, been there, you know, as long mm. as the original stadium. And this guy wouldn't budge. They wouldn't, there's, he wouldn't take any of the money right. for it. Um, and it was holding everything up. And then f- mysteriously, about a year later, this place burnt down. The place, right, yeah. the place burnt down. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously the stadium went through. Make of that what you will, but that's a true story. No, it's true. Like you say, could you never know. Could be them buildings behind that bit of stand. You never know. It might go and <laughs> go and flip yeah. very short. <laughs> Suddenly, an no, asbestos outbreak. Yeah, but absolutely. I but it's... obviously, with the money, it'll uh, money will talk in the end. I think. I think it Money always talks. Um, yeah, yeah. For like, um, we we want to do the cop stand at Anfield, and we have a mm-hmm. direct main road directly behind the stadium. And what we've done is drawn up proposals to build over the road, and maybe that might be a, a, something nice. that Newcastle. Yeah. You know, if, if money's no object, then do, do you know what I mean? I'm sure something can be done. It has to be because the club now, over the next three or four years, whether you get relegated this season or not, which we'll move on to. You will be a force. You've just got too much money not to be at least a top four, five, six. You have to. It's inconceivable, isn't it? Surely um, you would expect them to, you know, to, to really now challenge. I made a prediction as soon as it went through. I think you'd be champions in a Premier League within 10 years. Um, absolutely. Unless uh, FFP has anything to do with it. But yeah. you, I think you're safe for five years because you haven't spent anything for 100 years. <laughs> That's I think it, it took yeah, like, it took yeah. Man City five years, but I think they won an FA Cup within three years. Mm. So, is that the sort of you know what what's the feeling up there like, James? Is that what fans do they want instant success now, or is it sort of the euphoria of getting your club back properly and 
like you're saying about, you know, the, the stands yeah. are clean and the pigeon's gone. Is it more a case of you just relieved to be rid of my cash here and anything's the only, you know, the only way is up? Yeah, that's it. I mean, all we personally ask for, just any players that play for Newcastle, is that they give 110%. And mm. it doesn't matter if we Minimum. spend 50 million a year or 5 million on a player, as long as he comes in and puts that performance in for the black and white shirt, we don't mind. So I know a lot of fans have kind of just said, we just want to try and get stability back. Just go out and enjoy your season without, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? And hopefully just see where it goes from there. I mean, I'll be quite happy next season just to be in the kind of the top 10, just to actually win some games of football and just have a, mm. a smile back on your face for a bit compared to the last, especially four years, just kind of hanging on in the Premier League. It's the whole of the northeast, isn't it? It's a, you know, I mean, I know you don't want to talk about the Mackhams, but my God, <laughs> the contrast in fortunes between your two clubs. Now you must be absolutely loving it, and fair play to you too. Now, obviously, you've made some signings. Um, you've been shrewd in the transfer market because everybody now knows that when Newcastle wants a player, the club's selling are going to raise their prices. I'd do it. He'd do it. Any any other any other club in the world would do it. You, I think it's natural. Man City have been battling against this for years. Now you've you've brought in Kieran Trippier. Um, was it twelve million something like that? So transfer yeah. fee was good. Wages. Um, I think that's a really clever bit of business. He knows the league inside out. The main issue I would have is does he does he really want to be there or is he there for money? That, that I mean, would, do you think be, he really wants to be, be there? My... That would always be my issue with it with uh, Trippier's. But then I, I I think about Trippier. You know, he is he is a professional. You know, you don't you don't get to the places he's got to in the game without having a you know a massive level of professionalism. You know, he's gone out to Athlet- Athleti. Um, you know, can't speak Spanish. They haven't got any other English players. He's gone out there. You know, he's definitely up for a challenge. You, know, you can say that about him. Um, I think that deal that that. That transfer was was you know made to be a really big transfer. I was transform Newcastle. I think mean, could you have got by with Man Mankio for a bit and maybe gone and got a centre half or a, anything? You know, it's a good signing, but it's not the the first piece of the puzzle, is it? Yeah, I mean, as soon as obviously we heard the money was available, I mean, my thing straight away was a new defence completely, a new back four mm. personally. Um, that's where the goals are coming from. So many mistakes, especially in the centre-backs. And I would love to see two centre-backs just come straight in. Um, but obviously, once Kieran Trippi was mentioned, same again, we have the likes of Jacob Murphy covering there. He's not a full-back. Yeah. Um, and Quayo has a, one and good three games, personally. Um, but even just oh, like, as he said, uh, the, the professional from Trippi since he's came in, and you've seen it around and we try and get the ball and get it forward as quick as we can and just without them two games just watching Kieran Trippier he's got his hands and he's saying just calm down of the defence he's getting things sorted and he seems to have came in and taken that over himself straight away and there has been a lot of reports that they may possibly take themselves the captaincy off him uh, and give a trip at the end of the season which I would, I would be 100% before, behind yeah definitely yeah I, um, I think sales hasn't been good well, for a couple it, of years James? now yeah, yeah, the Carlos. So I mean, I've been been watching that one all day. <laughs> Sky Sports News. It's been mm. a strange one, to be honest. Uh, He's a unit, isn't he? Yeah, I mean that's the thing with a lot of the transfers. I mean, even the trip you want, it gets mentioned, and then it's three or four days before the next step. And it's the same again with this Carlos deal. It's been going on a few days now. He's obviously starting again tonight for Sevilla. Straight away, that's put down in the Newcastle fans' heads. There's a Premier, another Premier League side supposed to be now sniffing around him, and it's putting a lot of pressure onto the onto us. 
Yeah, well, I hope that other Premier League club, I saw this earlier, James, and I thought, oh, mm. I hope it's Spurs. Like, just watching it with 2-1 <laughs> down, just gone 2-1 down here now. You know, Christ, we could do, if he's any any good, we'll have him. Um, but It's okay, look, James, you've got Emerson thing, Royale. Well, yeah, exactly, and he's been dragged at half-time and replaced with Matt Doherty, so you, t- you know, oh, say what you better. want. But then again, you know, it is what it is uh, about Spurs at the minute. It is what it is. But um, I was going to say, this guy, yeah, so there's another thing I was going to say, though. We were talking about characters uh, earlier, like Trippier. You know, was he there for the money and that? This guy, Sevilla, they're in a genuine title race in La Liga at the moment. Yeah. They're se- second in the league. Um, they're still in the, I think they've just dropped down into the Europa League, haven't they? Yeah, um, I, think I, was, yeah. I think they finished third in the Champions League group. So, you know, this is a decent, this is a side with some potential of, you know, they could finish second in La Liga. La Liga. We all know what Sevilla are like in the Europa League. You know, they've got that competition on lockdown, really. They'll probably go and win it. Mm. You know, does he want to leave all that to go and be in a relegation dogfight with Newcastle? All right. He's the only reason you would say, okay, his wages are probably getting double treble. Yeah. And his agent's getting a nice signing on fees that you could, but then again, it's, you know, you're going to get mercenaries like that, but. If you can get a tune out of them, who cares? Yeah, I mean, the promising thing as well, I mean, it hasn't just been kind of the deals being kind of almost put ahead. The players actually now came out and said, I want to leave Sevilla to join Newcastle United and put in a transfer request, which Trippi and I, a few players didn't, that we've been linked with. So he wants that move to happen. Um, but I think it's like a lot of players yeah. and you'll see they'll come up to the North East and you hear it on, on obviously Sky Sports and a lot of the radio shows, like why would a player want to come up to the North East? But, I've said it many times, if, if if a player comes up here, they've only got to be here two or three weeks. They see the fans turn up week and week out, win, lose, or draw. You see the buzz in the city centre, even midweek. And it's, it's yeah. a great place to be. Yeah, yeah no, I t- yeah, totally absolutely. agree. It, it, they're, they're great people up there as well. The times I've been up to Newcastle, always great people can't do enough for you. Good and, you, know, it, it, you know, it should Strong take fans. people to the hearts. That's why, you know, it's why you've always had these sort of maverick players as well, isn't it? You know, yeah. You've got the, the latest one is Alan Saint-Maxi, man. Um, yeah, but you talk about people like Ben Arthur, Ginola, um, you know, Dem- Demba Bar. You know, they've the maverick sort of players, Espria. You know, they've been always get, to, you know, the, the people of Newcastle would always take a player to the heart. And, you know, that sort of adulation is maybe worth more than money, you know, in a lot of ways. Oh, that's it. Like you say, I mean, you signed for Newcastle United. Did you have a, you hit the ground running? Have a good few games. You're not an instant hero, but you're, yeah, you're loved by fifty-two thousand uh, fans straight away. It's, it's an amazing feeling for them. Absolutely, I remember um, when Bobby Robson actually uh, took over Newcastle in the uh, late nineties, uh, I believe it was. And he actually got you into the Champions League, you know, and yeah. and, and the the you rid the wave of, of the fans and and everyone involved and. It's such a big, powerful club. I've always said it. I said, um, I've always said from the outside looking in, outside of Liverpool and Man United, um, as historically the biggest clubs in this country, I believe that clubs like Villa, Newcastle, Leeds, Tottenham, Everton, I think that's your next set of historical big clubs with massive fan bases. Um, football manager for me um, this season uh, is going to be incredible. Um, uh, do, yeah. do you play football manager <laughs> at all, James? When I get a minute, yeah, I've got the two kids, so it's uh, very, very uh, not too many minutes. I know the feeling. I try and get as much as I can. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, 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 on Twitter the other day, uh, us as TTM Sports, I, I personally tweeted 
uh, football manager and I asked for a challenge and they hit back with Nottingham Forest. So while I'm in isolation now over the next four or five days to go, I'm, uh, I'm in Nottingham Forest at the minute. But don't get me wrong, um, I, I do cast an eye over at Newcastle and the players they're bringing in <laughs> and the money they're spending over this. Wow. Um, one of my favourite um, all-time players for Newcastle, apart from Philip Albert's moustache, is uh, Tamori Spire. Yeah, um, do you, that's a player. Do you, who, is, who is the fans' cult hero right now at Newcastle? The fans, the fans' players' player, the one you love. Oh, the current players, it's yeah. it's quite split at the moment, to be honest, because obviously it was ESM, uh, I would yep. say at maximum, and obviously for what he's doing at the moment. But over the last few games, we've kind of seen a different side of him since uh, Bruce has left. And apart from his goal he scored um, last week and his performance against Man United, we've seen a lot of times now he's getting the ball. And I think because now a lot of the players have got him sussed of what he's going to do, there's two or three men around him. Mm. He'll get tackled and he'll roll around the ground until the ball goes out the play. He'll leave his man. And on Saturday, he did it a few times, and the fans, rather than kind of getting behind him, were starting to actually groan and getting a few boos at him to get him, get him back up. Uh, so hopefully he'll get back on side, because he was the cult hero at the time, obviously, from last season. Um, but yeah, he's the he's the main man everyone loves at the minute. There's a Joel Linton, as as a lot of Joel Linton at the minute as well, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty much like your new signing. Like we're just uh, signing this month. He's been unbelievable, playing, well, going from a striker to playing kind of almost defensive mid. Tracking his players back, getting the ball won, giving it simple, and he's just he's just running around for ninety minutes non-stop, and that's what we love. He's got the he's got the attributes for it. Uh, I can see that, you know, I can see that, like a, mm-hmm. like a sort of, uh, I suppose you would say, I'm a bit like a Jude Bellingham, you know, yeah, box to yeah. box run runner, very athletic, um, tall, good in the air. Um, so I can see, you know, Eddie Howe. What do you make of Eddie Howe so far? Big changes or little tweaks? Uh, I think the first couple of games, obviously, he tried to get his his points across and how the way that he wanted to play. And then because he didn't get the points in like a new manager normally does, that first bit of bounce, he's kind of now had to forget about playing his way and just trying to get the points, which in a way it's not doing him a favour because we've not seen any whole kind of tactics, the formations. He's just wanting to go out there and try and win a game of football, which is understandable. So hopefully if we do get a few points and try and get out of the relegation zone, we might see a different side towards the end of the season and putting his kind of stamp onto things as well. Yeah, I think you'll survive. Um, I, I've said this all the way through. Um, the fan base are amongst the, the, let's say, the outer reaches of the Premier League. The, the rest of the country looking in is completely split down the middle. Um, half the people I speak to are saying, now nah, they're gone. It's too, it's too, too much. Half say nah, money talks, and we're you know we're just over halfway through January, so. Uh, I think you survive. I think uh, Watford get dragged into it. Um, and I and I personally believe that you'll be absolutely fine. Now, just before, um, obviously, we finish uh, this evening, is, uh, is there any sort of mad rumour that you've heard so far at all, James? Just absolutely mental rumour for like a world-class player that you've heard banded about the, uh, banded about? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just yesterday or the day before, um, Hazard. Um, supposedly, mm. there has been a bid yeah. actually put in and re- not rejected, but rejected by the player. But it just shows that they're not scared to go out and put a bid in for the players. And I don't, I haven't heard it too much, but that was one of the rumours that there's only one team that's been in from it, has been Newcastle United. And is you there anyone... Origi. Origi, yeah. Is there anyone realistic? I know that you were linked with Jesse Lingard today. Is that, has that got legs? 
Yeah, I mean, personally, that's one I would like to see from the start. I know I did a, um, a YouTube video right at the start of the transfer window who I would like to see come in. And straight away, it was kind of Lingard, uh, Van der Beek from Man United as well. Mm. Um, another midfielder, James Ward-Prowse. I think obviously no chance that now this oh, window. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the centre-backs, like you say, we've just got to make sure. We're, I still think we'll go back in for Botman. I think Lille's kind of expecting another high bid to go in. And then because we haven't, I've heard the in a bit of a debt. So I think it'll be one of those where once we do offer another bid, they will accept it. Um, and hopefully mm. it will, because that's the main position that we need to strengthen from yourself. What about Dean Henderson? Or are you happy with Dubravka? Um, no, that's the... If, if he is unhappy at Man United, personally, I would go out and pay the money to get him because he's a keeper that, if you get him in now, he's going to be your number one for the next five, six, seven, even more years to come. Yeah. Uh, he's a great goalkeeper. And I think Dubravka over the last few games now, he's back from injury. Personally, it is the defence as well. I would have no confidence at all playing in front of that back four. Um, but he's made mm. a lot more mistakes now. And I think it is just the lack of confidence of the players in front of him, which could be. But personally, yeah, I would, I'd love to see Dean Henderson come in. I don't think you you've had a good goalie. Um, sorry, James. I, I don't think you've had a good goalie since Shea Given. Yeah, uh, I mean, Shea Given is one of my, I mean, apart from obviously Alan Shearer, Shea Given was probably up there for one of my favourite uh, Newcastle players. And I mean, we did a, um, a vote and tune talk um, about two months ago of our best ever Newcastle 11. And Straight away, the goalkeeper day one, I think Shea gave him one by about 500 votes and we kind of told him on Twitter, well, we put a thing on and tagged him to say kind of, you're being voted the number one goalkeeper and straight away the next day we woke up for a message saying, yeah, don't, uh, I agree with that 100%, which was nice to see the players actually getting involved, but what a keeper he was. It's amazing. Yeah, legend Shea given to be fair. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think um, for me personally, before we start talking about what you, what you do, James, with Toon Talk and that, obviously we give you an op- a full opportunity to talk to our listeners about what it is that you do um, so people can go to YouTube and, and look at all your stuff. Here's a left field one, and we're talking about goalkeepers. Go and get Jordan Pickford. Get him out of Everton. Put him into yeah. a big club <laughs> like Newcastle. He's in a, you know, we, we go to all the England games. We go to all of them, myself and James, every one. And I see this guy play for England, and he is um, he, he is a different goalkeeper to what he is at Everton. A hundred, he is brilliant yeah. for England. Oh, he yeah. looks fantastic. Um, now, Toon Talk. So, if you just want to tell our listeners, when did it start? What's it all about? Clearly, what is you know what? what tell us about Toon Talk. Yeah, so it started about a year and a half ago, originally on Facebook. Um, obviously, the lockdown came and fans couldn't go to, to the watch the matches. They couldn't go to a, a, a bar to have a pint before the match or after the match. So it was just originally starting myself and three friends um, just to talk before, during, after matches, kind of our thoughts on the game performances. And then we just thought, you know, fans haven't got a chance to go to matches. I know there's a lot of fans kind of groups out there, but we thought, why do we invite a couple of friends each? Then then a couple of friends got a five each, ten each, and it just got higher and higher. And then. Um, I'm originally from Durham, so it's quite a, a small area. And all of a sudden, the word got around and invites started getting put out. And then just going from then, it was literally we're getting five invites a day, 10 invites a day, where now we phone's nonstop, just fans from all over Newcastle, Northumberland, all over the world just want to come and join the group. And then what we do in the groups, obviously, every week we have kind of like a guess of player competition, uh, match build up, score prediction. And then obviously the, the fans have their thoughts on the games as well afterwards. And we talk about the games a lot during the week and players, especially now I've set up the right time, obviously going for the last 15 years, I can imagine it would be the same thing week and week out, but now it's exciting 
every day we link with this player, that player, and everyone's torn. Mm. It's nice to see the fans kind of back together. And then it was pretty much I was just doing write-ups about kind of my thoughts on the game. And someone just mentioned, why why don't you do a couple of videos for it? And I thought, yeah, because personally, I didn't see too much on YouTube. And um, I just started to watch a couple of the Newcastle fan channels. And I thought, yeah, I think I could do something like that, especially with obviously having this, the support from the people in the group already. So then that's when we started the YouTube channel. And same with that, it was just starting off by um, just quick reviews on games and then build-ups. And then now what the special thing that I've loved the most is when we started the Toon Talk, we got, I got in contact with a lot of former players. And to be honest, I didn't think one would reply. Uh, we're now up to 35 players in the former players in the group. It was kind of like taking the time out to write a reply out, gone through five questions, kind of best memories, worst memories, best player they played with. And only within three months, we've already had three of them going to do live in interviews for us now on the YouTube channel on Sunday nights. Um, and it's just amazing, kind of like a former Newcastle player taking out his time to kind of come and chat to the fans. And it's just think I would never thought I would ever do kind of former players now ringing and texting and getting invited to, I was at a Burnley game a couple of weeks ago to meet one of the former players just outside the stadium with my son. He's only five and we kind of we went to say hello and it was there's two gifts for you. And we thought that was it, just to just meet in Greece. And it was kind of, well, now you're here, come and join us. So we kind of went in, we had some food, uh, we had some drinks, and then we were just about to leave again to go and sit in our level seven, climb all them stairs to go up. And he says, oh, where are you going? There's two tickets for the Melbourne Sports Bar. And we kind of sat with the former players. At half time, we came in, we were surrounded by the former players, again, free food and drink. And it was just amazing. I just sat there at half time and looking around and all the former players at the tables. And all you could hear was, can you remember when we did this? Can you remember that play? Can you remember this time? And just seeing smiles on former players, it was amazing just being in that, in that same place at the same time. Really good. Um, yeah, that's, that's congratulations. That's, yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, who's the most famous player you've uh, you've you've uh, got the phone number for? Former player. Um, well, the the Facebook for the about the thirty five we've had probably is the likes of um, Mickey Quinn and Brian yeah, yeah. Kilkline, Keith Gillespie, yeah. so obviously. The first player we had was Keith Gillespie, and obviously the most memorable moment was the Barcelona game. So mm. just talking about that night was just amazing. The fans were just a loving night, obviously reading through it. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a really special on that one. Great, great. Um, well, I'd just say great, as in not not great, but a very storied um, history, really, Keith Gillespie in the, in the game, really. Um, yeah. I saw him, uh, he was on the documentary with um, Paul Merson. Uh, when Paul Merson did about the gambling addiction um, on BBC yeah. and he had Keith Gillespie with him and he, you know, talks very openly about, um, you know, his struggles and that. So, yeah, Keith Gillespie seems like a good guy. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, um, Keith Gillespie, I remember he was part of the Andy Cole deal, wasn't he? You know, let's yeah, not he was, forget. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he, he, yeah. he was playing week in, week out for Manchester United back in the day. He was, and I, I remember him very, very well. Good player. Um, look, James, um, absolutely fantastic insight to, to Newcastle United. Um, what a wonderful football city. Great fans, massive club. Um, I, you know, as a Liverpool fan, um, I, I look forward with a slight tinge of fear, um, but also very, very happy uh, for you personally and, and for all Newcastle fans as well. Um, TTM Sports have got a lot of love for Newcastle. 
Um, if there are any Sunderland fans out there, well, we, we, we can't find any of you to talk to. So, uh, look, at the end of the day, um, James, honestly, um, absolutely fantastic. Um, massive, massive uh, thank you for appearing on to the TTM Sports Show. Um, has it been OK for you? Oh, it's been brilliant. Uh, I loved it. I'm quite nervous because like I see I just finished work at half eight and I was like, oh, I better go, go and get ready. So I wasn't expecting uh, what, what to expect, to be honest. <laughs> well, no, no, I really one, enjoyed yeah. it. It's always nice to be around uh, other football purists, James. Uh, that's what we yeah, like. We like we like football purists, not not football snobs who um, practice the uh, the dark art of football snobbery. <laughs> And we all call James, so that's, a, that's another good point. Oh, yeah, it's a good start, isn't it? It's a good start. <laughs> well, look, James, um, no doubt that we'll, we'll get you on here again, no doubt at all. Um, you know, especially maybe maybe we'll do something for transfer deadline day, maybe, and uh, yeah, if you're that. not too busy yourself. Um, so it's going to be a very busy day for you, uh, no doubt. <laughs> I think um, you might be active. Might just be active. Um, our clubs won't be Tottenham and Liverpool, um, but uh, I think we'll we need a to new be. contract. Well, mm. we'll probably be bringing in coaches. Um, but look, uh, James, thank you very much for joining us on the TTM Sports Show. Um, and I wish you nothing but luck um, as a Newcastle United fan, as long as it doesn't impact on Liverpool's continued progression. Yeah, no, but thank you for having on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, James. Top man. Hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Podcast Network.